Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is a podcast for contestants that really want to know what it takes to win the crown. And today, Jesse and I, we are going to be discussing the six tips to win your next virtual pageant. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. So, Stephen, many pageants are moving to a digital format in light of how the COVID-19 pandemic has turned all of our lives totally upside down. And summer is a popular time for national pageants. So many systems are under a time crunch to have their local, state, and regional pageants in order to have enough time to crown a winner and prepare them for the next level. Yeah, time is not a luxury in the pageant industry from like age division eligibility to title holder reigns to that custom or special order address arriving just before the wear date and the cadence of other pageants relies heavily on a predictable schedule. Yeah, and I'll be honest, as much as I loved my time as a title holder, from the time I won Miss New York to the time I gave up my Miss International crown, it was 22 months. And after that time, I I was shot. Like I had no more to give. I couldn't do one more appearance. I, I was done. I just needed to be me and relax and not wear makeup for a very long time. And I'm sure current queens are looking for their next chapters too. So it's not just the contestants looking for their next crown. It's the title holders that are like, okay, I want to close this chapter and move on. That could be another pageant. It could be a career, but I'm like, I'm sure they're feeling it too. Yeah. That's, I mean, almost two years of just nonstop appearances. And uh, that's mm-hmm. gotta be a lot because I mean, some national title holders that I talk to, it's like after 12 months or 10 months, they're sucking wind. Like, okay, I'm sad. But I'm also ready. ready. Like, yeah, take yeah, this crown and go. Yes. You know, so, I mean, virtual pageants, they're not ideal. But for many mm-hmm. systems, they are necessary during this pandemic. And, like, even though some places are starting to open up here in America, um, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee, as a recording of this podcast, like, who seriously knows when we're going to be ready to have, like, a theater open anytime soon. And mm-hmm. this creates like a reason why we're seeing pageants like Miss World America, the winner who goes on to compete at Miss World or Miss Philippines Earth go virtual. Um, so you need to be able to tell like contestants and sponsors and venues that, okay, we're having the pageant on this date and here's the schedule and here's what like to expect. And from a business perspective, it's really smart to do it that way. Um, And because everything is just so unpredictable. And then like the additional benefit to having a virtual pageant is that all the social media content the pageant will receive like that they can use to leverage to market the pageant. And like also like you as the contestant, you can do your own behind the scenes stuff leading up to like Mm -hmm. your mock interview or your walking routine for evening gown, et cetera. But um, pageants that, as Jesse alluded to, pageants that haven't announced the virtual event yet um, are pushing back the national pageant from like the summer to more around in America here, like November around Thanksgiving, because you know contestants and title holders have a break from college and school, and that gives their state pageants or the local pageants that are normally held uh, in the spring an opportunity to host those in the summer. So, mm-hmm. gosh, a lot of moving parts here. So many moving parts, and. We we were doing our celeb set. Our celeb sesh uh, has been going amazing. So for those that were not aware, 
we did uh, several rounds of celeb sesh with two Miss Americas, two Miss USAs, um, Carmund, um, Sarah Rose Summers, Sarah Summers, Betty Maxwell, and Kristen, Kristen Dalton. Dalton. Mm-hmm. And we got a lovely note from one of our followers, Hannah Bott, and she just competed in a digital pageant, virtual pageant, a few weeks ago. And she just said how helpful it was to have had the opportunity to sit face to face with a mentor like that. And she gave her some amazing tips that she felt really helped her win her title through the computer. So we wanted to share this with them, with everyone listening today. Yeah. And absolutely. Because chances are there's going to be some element that's either virtual to your pageant now, or we could certainly see this being implemented in different facets in the future too, within the industry of like, Hey, this phase we're going to do virtually now because of, you know, A, B or C reason. So we're going to talk about some technology that you should use. We're going to talk about strategies that you should use, et cetera. Um, and also I want to do like a little plug here. Like you can have an opportunity to do, um, a walking session with Jesse virtually. You know, so like I'll provide the link in the show notes, but I think it's, is it a hundred dollars for two sessions? Is it something like that? Um, Jesse? Gosh, it's been a long time. Yeah. So I think it's a hundred dollars for, for two sessions. We haven't promoted it for a while and it's not even, you can't even find it on the site anywhere. But if you are like, this whole thing is new to you and you you are not currently working with a coach, you have the lighting, um, you know, you have the evening gown, you have your walking pattern. It'd be really good to have someone practice to practice with virtually so there's an option there and like i said we'll include that in the show notes for sure all right so let's get into the six tips that's going to help you win and set yourself up for success for the virtual pageant so jesse what's that first tip so the first one you just mentioned it steven it's lighting because lighting is critical it's also underrated and for your virtual interview you'll want to make sure the lighting in the room you're in isn't causing shadows on your face. And you'll also want to keep in mind that on a webcam or even your phone camera, a low light causes pixelation um, and prevents them from seeing you clearly. And so pixelation is kind of like when you're lower light and you kind of look like you're made up of speckles instead of like a really nice clear picture. And Stephen, um, when you go live on social media, you have a really like high tech setup that makes it look really high end. What's your lighting setup? Oh, I, I've got the soft boxes. Um, so there's three soft boxes. There's like one to my right, one to my left, and one underneath to kind of get that, um, you know, so there's no shadows on my chin or whatnot. And um, I got that all from Amazon. And I believe the entire setup was like $100. Mm-hmm. And it, it's great. Like, so, I mean, we use it for, uh, Renata and I, we use it for the uh, med spa if we're going to do a photo with her. Of course, if I'm doing a video or if I'm going live. So there's a lot of versatility to it. But boy, those softbox lighting, they kind of, I mean, the best ne- is natural lighting when the sun is behind the clouds, you know, and it's coming through the window. That's the absolute best. But second best is those softbox lighting because it doesn't, it doesn't bleach your skin out. You're mm-hmm. still able to really pick up the nice colors in the dress because, I mean, if the light is too harsh, it's not even going to bring out the true beauty of the dress. And if you're, you know, doing your walking pattern or whatever, some in your living room and it doesn't get a lot of natural light, you definitely need some help. Yeah. And there are two other products that you can invest in in addition to the soft, the soft boxes. One on the low end is a selfie clip light. So if you are just like, you know, what, I'm never going to use this lighting again and I have mostly natural light. I just want that extra balance on my face during interview. So basically it looks like a little clip. 
Um, and it clips around your, typically your phone. And so it leaves a hole where your camera is, but it creates a little ring of light. Um, and like it, like it's poor, for close up for interview. And it does what Steven's kind of saying that soft box does. Most of them are already made with like an opaque, um, cover. So you're not going to get like full crazy lighting. It's a little bit softer. Um, I wouldn't say it'll work for like your evening gown walk, but it would definitely work either on your computer or your phone. Um, and then the higher end, um, and your selfies and your future videos would thank you for this is a standing ring light. Um, and you can get one of these right from Amazon. It sounds like it's around the same cost as the soft boxes. They usually have a mount for your phone smack dab in the middle and same deal creates a balanced shadow free look. It works both for evening gown and interview. It's harder to use with the computer because it has that, um, cell phone stand, but it's not impossible. So you could find a way to get your computer behind it in order to get it, but it, you might worry about the ring coming into like conflict with the area. But, um, if you are in planning to enter the blogging industry or you have a, a curated social media feed and you don't already have one of these, it is a great investment. And like Steven said, like you will find infinite uses for it. If you are being an active social, social media title holder. Um, so yeah, both of those would be a great investment and they will create a really beautiful round sparkle in your eye too. Yeah. And, and, Again, we have the ring light too um, at Roddy Med Spa, and that's mm -hmm. really nice because Renata just you know drops her phone right in the middle. There's a big ring that goes around it, and there's different you know, settings on the light. So depending on complexion, you want a softer look or you know some uh, um, you know a more aggressive lighting, and depending on the light that's coming through the windows that day. But that's what we use for the company um, for Roddy Med Spa. Again, so the the patient stands in front of there we're like okay turn to the left turn to the right look forward and then we're able to get really good uh, before and after photos so i mean it works like a charm yeah i actually have a perfect example um when i had my makeup done for our engagement photos i took a selfie in the bathroom and like my makeup looked phenomenal like she did a great job so I took a selfie and it looked okay and she's like oh my gosh take one with my ring light and this photo i think it's like my instagram like profile image. Um, it looks professional. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. Like there's not a filter on it. No, not one edit. So if like you looked at the side by side, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, like that is worth a hundred dollars, like a million times over. I'll send it to, to Katarina Steven and see if she wants to incorporate it into the, the podcast messaging. Cause it, it is, it totally makes the case. Perfect. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> I think every girl has done this. Um, I, I know my wife has, I mean, she sits in the car and she's like, Oh, Oh, this lighting. And the next oh. thing I know, I get like six selfies. <laughs> Golden hour. I know. So I was like, okay, all right. Lighting must be good. <laughs> Got it. Um, all right. So lighting, uh, the importance of that. And again, you, you want to think through the phases of competition here, whatever is happening virtually. Naturally, with interview, it's going to be easier to imp implement this uh, with lighting. Um, you're, you're definitely going to need a partner in crime there. Um, if you're doing a walking pattern, something like that. Um, the great thing about this is like, you can watch it back each time, you know, before you send it off and mm -hmm. you know, out of everything, if you're shooting for a state title, you basically want to look national level quality. And regardless if a judge is supposed to take this into consideration or not, you can't help but to take that in consideration. All things mm -hmm. being equal, you know, you have one girl with a poor quality, another girl with a great quality, same dress, same girl. You're going to score the one with great quality better. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Yeah, you might as well do it. Um, all right. So what's the next tip that you got for us outside of lighting? 
So the next is camera positioning. So Stephen, like this is a test for you to see how good of an Insta husband you are. Oh man. What is the best angle, AKA the most flattering angle to take a photo? Well, um, so Renata, whenever she and I take a photo, she will always be on my left, you know, when we're taking pictures together. Cause that's her air quotes. That's her good side, according to her. Um, but outside of that, like when you take pictures, you got to do like angle down because it mm-hmm. slims and helps define. Yeah. So once I was taking a group pic with my girlfriends and the husband photographer in that moment, like knelt down to like shoot up <laughs> and like we all simultaneously were like, no, get up. What are you doing? Right. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, you, you felt bad. But Noob. Yeah, no. So for your virtual pageant, it's the same. The camera on your laptop or your phone should be at least eye level or slightly higher. You shouldn't feel like you need to strain to look up at it. Like it shouldn't look like you're like reaching to get there, but um, it should it should be above. Because if you think about it, like if you have your laptop on the table in front of you, the odds are it is like definitely not eye level. It's probably at chest level. So whether it looks like it to you or not, you are looking down into it. Um, so you'll want to like, stack something sturdy underneath it like a shoebox, which is what I do if I'm doing any kind of a live to lift it. So it brings it up that way. And the same with your phone. Like you should always have your phone at least eye level or just like a few inches higher. And it just creates that really great slimming defining angle. Yeah. I mean, I can remember when I first started doing videos, there was like pillows on like there's chairs stacked on top of chairs, a pillow and like a shoebox. And I was like, okay. That's a good spot. <laughs> All right, got it. <clears throat> so it, it's a, uh, yeah, angle and camera positioning, it really is everything. And I want to go here because, <clears throat> again, if you're doing a walking pattern, and sorry, <clears throat> got a little thing in my throat, but if you're doing a walking pattern, you want to make sure that whoever's holding the phone is able to maintain the positioning. So what you're going to see is a lot of your competition, they are going to give it to their mom or their dad, who's going to hold it at a horizontal angle and just kind of try to follow them, or it's going to be stationary. Um, and and you might be like sometimes closer into the picture, sometimes further out away from the picture, etc. So there are a lot of great um, handheld items on Amazon. And I was mm-hmm. actually looking for some to recommend, but it's all based on like what your phone is. Like some of them do not support like XS iPhone Um, and some of them support Android or whatever. So I would suggest going on there, looking at it and it'll make sure that it's a smooth, um, it's a smooth basically transition. Mm -hmm. Um, I I will add in the show notes something that uh, my dear friend, he's a physical therapist. He bought this and it's kind of a zero gravity thing and it always stays um, consistent, no bouncing. So if you want to do something a little bit more robust and, um, this has like a bunch of other features, which we'll talk about later, but I think the whole entire setup and it's like really professional grade quality, but is like, um, around the $300 mark, which I know is expensive. So you probably only invest in this if you have like other business reasons to do it, or if you want to be a, a serious blogger or whatever. But, um, I I'll add it there. So at least you can have a visual. So if you choose not to purchase that, you can at least see what I'm, I'm meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's camera positioning and lighting. What's the next step? 
The next step is location. So you may not have unlimited space or a giant foyer like P. Diddy to do your walking patterns, and that's okay. Like, have you ever seen those videos, Stephen? He and his family dance in his foyer, and it's like that foyer is the size of my like whole house. Um, <laughs> I have yeah, not seen the videos, but you like, should. Yeah, okay. He's he's and he's a good follow on Instagram. I'll say that. Um, but the judges understand that you are not P. Diddy and you do not have that space, but you should pick the most spacious st- space in your home and make sure that it looks pristine. And by that, I mean, you don't need to decorate it, um, but there should be no clutter in the corners, no dirty laundry baskets, no stacked boxes, and an empty space is totally fine too. So if you're like, you know what, I don't really have a spot, but I, it would m- take me 10 minutes to clear this room. like. That's totally fine, too. I would cautious people from shooting outdoors, even though many of you may have a very spacious or secluded yard or patio. There's always unexpected noise or harsh shadows like we talked about with daylight and other out of the blue distractions that can occur that are out of your control. So you're going to want to be indoors and you're going to want to pick an area that's distraction, minimal distractions behind you as possible. Yeah, I'd say a good, good rule of thumb or a good question was like, to ask yourself when you're shooting is like, could I see Miss USA sitting in the same environment doing an interview? Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. But, um, yeah, location is everything. I, I once, um, I was doing interviews for, for pageant planet looking for, um, a new position to fill. And I, I just thought, you know what, it'd be a good idea since I'm meeting a lot of these people through, uh, I, I was using a certain site and because I was just trying to like, okay, maybe I need to get some people outside of the pageant industry to get a different perspective of like how to succeed in the industry, whatever what my mindset was at the time. But anyways, I'm like, let, let's do like video, video interviews. So my first video interview was this girl and she knew it was going to be on video. It wasn't like it was caught by surprise. Um... And she was laying in her bed, <laughs> not like, just like fully clothed and all that stuff. But she was just laying in her bed, like selfie, like, yeah. I mean, and she was talking. I'm like, okay, nope, <laughs> not, nope, not happening. So, um, yeah, you, you want to definitely, again, be as professional as possible. One of the things I did, again, on Amazon, this was around $20. I bought a backdrop. So, um my my home has a lot of windows on it. There's not really an empty kind of just flat wall to somewhat set up. So I'm like, I need a I need a nice backdrop. And I, I looked on Amazon. There's a brick backdrop, and it was a white big brick backdrop. And it's the one I use in all my videos. And it's right around twenty bucks. I just tack it up, and there's a very consistent feel of imagery um, in all of your videos. So. You know, if you have a bunch of clutter in the back or if you have a kitchen, even if it's a nice kitchen or maybe not so nice of a kitchen or a nice bedroom or not so nice of a bedroom or if there's clutter, it's going to be distracting to mm-hmm. the judges and you want to eliminate all distractions. You want them to focus 100% on you. So investing 20 bucks, buying a backdrop and putting it up, again, it, it's going to be well worth it. And, you know, if, if you... If you win prize money from your pageant, like all this stuff is like a tax write-off too. Or if you win scholarship money, because you have to claim that stuff. So keep your receipts on all this because you can use that to offset your taxes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Of course, like and check with your accountant, all the all the disclaimers and all that fun stuff. But you can. So with the backdrop, Stephen, that would be for interview, right? That would be perfect for interview. Yeah. Could they use it for evening gown or are they then running the risk of like, 
them seeing the the actual background with the background, it would look a little messy. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I, I would say no for um, evening gown because the walking patterns are going to take you outside of that. Now, I'm sure you can get a big enough backdrop to where you can do that. But for something like evening gown, um, like if it was my home, I would pull the furniture out of actually, I, we don't have any furniture right now in our living room. <laughs> so a uh, side story here, but we haven't we ordered a couch. Um, it's been like in December and then it took like three months to come in and then all the COVID stuff happened and we got rid of our other couch. So we just have an air mattress in our, <laughs> in our, uh, it would be our, very easy if you did that. Yeah. So I, I could just like deflate it and do it. But like, it, seriously, we haven't had a couch now for it was like two and a half months. Cause we just got rid of all of our furniture in anticipation for this other stuff. And then first off it was delayed because of COVID in China or they, they kept all the boats at port and then it was like <laughs> delayed again and then they called us in like Massachusetts we got delayed again so we're like ah okay well it is what it is anyway so I would pull it out I would close the curtains um and it, because that is as blank as a space as you can get and I would yep. just do the walking pattern right in there I mean you've been in the living room so you, you know um how the flow of it is but you yeah. want to eliminate as much background stuff because you don't want people yes. to see you walking like oh there's a bookshelf oh that's pretty cluttered or oh gosh that tv is out of date or wow the tv is really cool you, you just want them focused on your dress right. so that they can judge your dress and not judge the environment where you're walking in the dress right so if you're not able to move all of that out of the way it's totally fine like when I, I actually spoke with Hannah, the woman I mentioned that just won her her state virtual pageant, and she said the pageant was very crystal clear, like your your location, like you are not being judged on your location. So if that if you cannot clear out furniture from room, just make it tidy, make sure it's tidy, and make sure there's no unnecessary distractions. And the the last thing I'll say about your location and your background is, I know Zoom and Skype have the capability to blur your background. Do not do it. I was actually on a call with someone recently and they were like, you know what, that's actually more distracting than seeing the background, mm. which I thought was really interesting feedback. Um, and you don't know if it's going to blur your face. It's going to interfere. So just go ahead, keep it clear, keep it clean and keep it tidy. Yeah. I love it. Okay. What's the next one? So the next one is sound. And Steven, you have a great tip for this. Yeah. Um, so I got this again, this lapel mic. So I was using the, the ear pods, um, or AirPods for for the best in pageantry announcements and all that and some of the people on our staff uh, samantha she was like it just doesn't look professional so i was like okay <laughs> so the following for the following year i got this lapel mic um and again you can get one with an extra long cord on it they are around ten dollars i plug it into the microphone and i just put it right there so for interview that's great um again we'll get the one with the extra long cord so you so you can have um length options the other thing is, uh, in the same genre, it's called like a, a shotgun microphone, and you can get some that plug into your phone, and basically, they point out. Um, it's not a lapel mic, but uh, it's kind of like a mini boom mic is another word for it, but um, they do really good. Now, I use these for my, my actual videos, is I, I use that boom mic, that shotgun mic that plugs into my camera. Um, and that picks up my sound very clearly. So you just basically, obviously it's going to be connected to your phone and that shotgun mic is going to uh, point right out towards like where you are. And it just, you know, it clears out all the other noises because again, you don't want crickets chirping in the background or birds like overly aggressive 
in the background. You want people to just focus on like what it is that you are saying and be distracted with nothing else. Um, the other thing that could be on, on sound is um, most of the pageants, what we're seeing is that they give you an option for um, to choose like one of four songs to do your walking pattern and evening gown, et cetera, which is very smart to do. So if uh, the director just says like, leave it open, um, a, a few things here, you, you really want to, uh, what I would almost suggest is like looking at what the pageant used as music last year or emailing your director said, hey, what evening gown walking pattern did, uh, what music did you use last year for evening gown? Um, so that you could use that same mag- that same music because everyone has different tastes, right? So you want to err on the side of caution and just say, you know the director liked that one. You know it wasn't distracting to the judges because they use it at their mm-hmm. state, local, or national pageant. So just use that music again. Um, you know, use, put it on uh, YouTube or whatever and do the walking pattern to that. Don't go rogue and, and do another one. Just stay safe. But again, what, what we're seeing is that most pageants are saying choose from one of four. And if you have the ability and you're tech savvy, add the music afterwards. Do your walk and then put the music on top of it. Don't play. If you can, if you can, don't play the music while you walk. Like you can, like in yours, mute the mute, your video audio, but then incorporate it. So it sounds really crisp, really clear and very professional. Mm, that's, that's a really good tip. And you can do all that stuff in iMovie if you have a, if you have a Mac at home. So, yes. um, and I believe even like on your phone, like you, you can do, cause there's a iMovie app. So you can, the editing capabilities is pretty robust even on your phone. So, um, you, you can do it there too. Okay. So yeah. what, what's the next strategy? The next strategy is huge. It's eye contact. And the good thing about a virtual pageant is even if you have a panel of judges all at once, they will all feel like you are looking right at them. If you do this tip correctly, there's no need to scan the judges like you normally would in a regular pageant. And this is a great thing because everyone feels like you're having an intimate connection with them directly. So you should lock into your camera. So you should not be looking at like you can look at them while they're asking a question. But when you are speaking or you're presenting your evening gown, you should be looking right at the camera. And that way it will look like you're making eye contact with them because when they're watching you, you will be like beelined into them and like not like looking down to the side, looking at them. It just makes like just like in regular interview, you make eye contact. It just creates a really beautiful connection, security with you and that judge. Um, And when it comes to your evening gown, perform like you would on stage. Um, So, again, you don't need to scan the room because like they're on to you. There's nobody there. So don't scan the room. (laughs) Eyes on the camera. So like when you're doing your turns, as you know, the last thing that always turns is your eyes. So your body's turning and your eyes stay locked on that camera for as long as it looks natural. Um, And then your transitions on and off screen. So if you have to enter the screen for the walking pattern that your pageant presents, as soon as you enter the frame, you should be locked right into the camera. Again, the eye contact in a real pageant, or I shouldn't say a real pageant, in a regular pageant is so important, a traditional pageant, it's equally, if not more important in the digital pageant because you're not there. They can't feel your presence. Yeah. And most people are not used to FaceTiming, Zoom meetings all the time. It's just not the norm, right? So most of your judges are going to be looking 
at the screen at you. So let's say you're in the lower left-hand side of the computer. They're going to be looking there. Now, if you're if you're looking at the judge on your screen versus just staring at the uh, like where the camera is on your screen, you could be distracted by that mm-hmm. because you're like, well, what are they looking at, or why are they doing that, or you know, they could be like playing with their fingers, like oh, they ask you a question, and maybe that's just how they listen, um, or maybe they've just like really laxed, or you know, I, I mean, judging on the actual judge, I mean, they could be like drinking something like water or tea or whatever. And you're like, why are they doing that? But like, you're not just, that doesn't throw you off at all because you're focused right in on the camera. So, um, I I really like that tip. It's a good strategy. Yeah. And then the last and final of the six, and this is, I think the most important and it's trial and error. So please, in the name of all things that are holy, do not make the first time you're doing this, be the actual pageant. Practice your setup, rewatch it to see if anything stands out to you. Try different types of lighting, different rooms. You may think that you're in a room and your turn doesn't look squished, but when you watch it back, you see like, oh my gosh, I'm holding back. Like I'm not performing that full out like I thought I would. Okay, now you know, time to try another space or time to make more room there. Maybe you have the right height for your computer. You think you have the right height for your computer platform and then you see you're up too high or low and like looking up your nose. Um, so enlist the help of your pageant bestie to weigh in on which, which options look best. And once you've nailed it, do it three more times because this is technology. People like things will go wrong in the day of your filming or your interview. They always do. They always will. So be prepared, make sure you have it down to a science well before the pageant date, well before you have to hit send for the final submission. And I feel like this is one of the really good things that's going to come out of this, that, I mean, contestants practicing at their home, like perfecting, like leveraging technology to see their walking patterns, to see uh, their interview, if they do any kind of silly things. Um, If you don't have questions, download our 233 questions from Pageant Planet. Um, You can do that and just practice them, have somebody fire them out at you, make sure you're not doing any crazy hand gestures, things like that. I mean, it's like, Gosh, trial and error, as Jesse said, is everything. So everything. Yeah. So like kind of in summary, I mean, if you like have the time, use the time just Mm -hmm. like you would like cross all the T's like and for an in-personal pageant and over prepare for this virtual pageant, too, because at the end of the day, the title was the same, whether you win it in your living room or on stage Mm -hmm. and they're really giving you an opportunity to put your absolute best foot forward because to Jesse's point, you could do it a hundred times and then like on the hundred time, you're like, Oh, finally nailed it. Here you go. So like Mm -hmm. this is probably more even of a playing ground than it could ever possibly be. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't have the the pre pageant jitters. You don't have any of that. So, we really appreciate you listening. And if you've received like any benefit from this podcast or for once previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. Um, it really might seem like a small action on your end, but we read the reviews and we like, you know, look at them and see how we can improve. And we just like really appreciate all the, the positive feedback that you give. So until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.